0: We are looking at the golden text of the Bible, the most familiar uh, scripture in the entirety of the Word of God. Yes, it is John 3, 16. My mama would be proud of me today. I I was called into the ministry when I was four years old. Now, I know that sounds ridiculous, and I know that sounds absurd, and I know that sounds like it couldn't be. All I know is that was uh, years ago. Actually, it was 54 years ago, and I'm still preaching, so I guess I was called into the ministry at the age of four, and at the age of four, I just had two sermons. I either preached on John three sixteen or Job. So here I am 54 years later, and I'm going back to my very first sermon, all right? Amen, going to my second childhood too, all right? I understand that as well. All right, John 3, 16. You really shouldn't even have to have your Bible open this morning. You ought to have this one memorized, but let's uh, let's look at it this morning, and we're reading from the uh, uh, New King James Version. John chapter 3 and verse number 16, Jesus says, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want you to read that with me this morning. Are you ready? For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This morning I want to talk to you for a few moments about God's love for man. God, I thank you so very much that you love us. You love us, God, and I thank you for your incredible, incredible love. God, there might be some people here today, they're not convinced that you love them. Maybe they just think that they are unlovable. But God, I pray today that you will reveal your love to people that have never known your love before, people that do not understand your love. God, I just pray, Lord, that you'll open the heart of the people today to receive this. God, I pray that that, throughout this day and both services today, there will be people that will come to know you as Lord and Savior of their life. We ask all of these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Well, if we could only have one verse if we could only have one verse out of the entire Bible, I believe John 3.16 would be the verse that we would need. You see, this one little bitty verse contains all of the main essentials of salvation. Everything that we need to know... About God, everything we need to know about His love for man, everything that we need to know about what God has done for man, we can find it in this one little verse. John three sixteen. As I looked at John three sixteen anew and afresh uh, this past week, there are four things that I that, that I saw. And I think four things that this verse tells us. The first thing that I believe that John 3.16 tells us this morning is, I believe that it tells us that God is interested in us. Isn't that awesome this morning? God is interested in us. The verse says that God so loved the world. The psalmist said over in the eighth division of the psalm in verses 3 and 4, Uh, David said, he said, when I look at the sun and I look at the moon and I look at the skies, he says, what is man that you are interested in him? You know. Uh, I remember as a teenager growing up, and you know, especially those uh, middle teenage years when you start really looking the girls over. The girls look at the, the guys over, whatever you know. And 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 I can remember, you know, I, I can remember looking at this. I mean, she's just beautiful. She's she's gorgeous, and and, and she's dating this dork. <laughs> and, and and I'm thinking. What? Man, she could have had me. <laughs> what, what, what's she doing? What was she doing dating this door? What, is she, what does she see in him? And that's what David. Was saying, David was saying, man is so small, he is so insignificant when you compare him to the vastness of the sky and all oh, the enormous size of the sun or the moon. And then to think that God is interested in man. But he is. He is. Oh, God is interested in you this morning. God is even interested in me. Isaiah chapter 62 and verse 5 says, As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so your God rejoices over you. Have you ever thought about that? That your God rejoices over you? He not only rejoices over you, but he rejoices over you like like a groom rejoices over his bride. Now, I've conducted countless weddings. And here's the way it goes. Right before, right before the wedding, when everybody is getting in place, and right before the wedding, I'm alone with the groom and his best man. And the groom is nervous. I mean, he's nervous. His life, his life is about to change. In fact, he he begins to wonder if his life is about to be over. (laughs) And, 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 And he paces back and forth and back and forth and sweat, sweat pops out on his forehead. And then we walk out. And he might even stumble as we walk out and take our place. And... And I watch him. I watch him and there's terror. There's absolute terror in his eyes. And his hands are shaking. And then, and then, as soon as he sees his bride coming down the aisle, in her beautiful white dress, she has never looked more beautiful in her entire life life. She is actually glowing and, and he looks at her and, and all, all of a sudden all terror is now gone and, and his hands no longer shake. I've watched him a big smile comes over his face. His, his furrowed brow vanishes. and Now he anxiously awaits the vows. He's ready to do this thing. Man, hurry up preacher. Hurry up. What are we waiting on man? I'm ready to begin my new life with this beautiful bride. Isaiah said, as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so your God rejoices over you. Listen, God is interested in us this morning. He he loves us and he wants to have a relationship with us. Now, I don't know if God has a refrigerator or not, but but I believe that if he does, I believe he's got your picture on it this morning because, because he's crazy about you this morning. He's interested in you. He knows what's going on in your life. The Bible says that, that one day God was having a conversation with the devil. That's quite interesting, isn't it? But that's what the Bible says, that one day God was having a conversation with the devil. And in the midst of his conversation with the devil, God started bragging on one of his kids. And God said to the devil, have, have you noticed my son Job? He's awesome, God said to the devil. Oh, Job is incredible, he says to the devil. I'm so proud of him. Oh, he respects me. He loves me. Oh, he, he, he lives righteously and he hates evil. Oh, oh, he is one of a kind. Let me warn you this morning. Don't hang around with me if you don't want to hear about my two kids and my three grandkids. Don't hang around me if you don't want to hear about them. Because you're going to hear about them. Because I'm so proud. I'm so proud of them. I'm so excited about them. I'm so excited about what they are doing. They are at the center of my universe. Think about it this morning. If an earthly father in Paw can be so interested in the lives of his kids and grandkids, how much more is our heavenly father interested in his kids? For God so loved the world. John 3.16 tells us that God is interested in us. But not only does John 3.16 tell us that God is interested in us, but number two, John 3.16 tells us that God has made an investment in us. He has made an investment in in us. For God so loved the world. Notice what comes next. That he he gave. That he what? You see, true love is proven by investment. True love is proven by investment. You see, talk is cheap. Talk is is cheap. I, I can say I love something all day long. I can say I love something until I am blue in the faith, in the face. But, but but just because I say I love something doesn't prove I love something. Amen. Yes. See, if I'm not willing to make an investment in something, then I don't really, I don't really love it. If I truly love my wife, I'm going to make an investment in her. I'm going to invest my time. I'm going to invest my money. I'm going to invest my energy. I'm going to invest my attention in that relationship. And so the same goes for my, for my kids. Same goes for my friends. Hey, The same goes for my church. Amen. Hallelujah. I love the church. Well, if you love the church, then you will be willing to make an investment Amen. Amen. Yes. financially. Yes. In prayer. Amen. In attendance. Amen. You'll find a job to do in the church. You'll find something to help. Amen. See, God is not only interested in us, He has also made an investment in us. For God so loved the world that He, that he gave. And notice what He gave. Oh, He loved the world so much that He gave. What did He give? His one and only Son. Thank you, Lord. Listen, as your pastor, I love you. I love you unconditionally. Amen. I've loved people that didn't love me back. I've loved people that didn't love me back so long that they finally started loving me. <laughs> as your pastor, I, I love you. I love you by decision. I love you with a committed love. But if I'm 100% honest with you, I don't love you enough to give up my one and only son for you. I don't. I love you, but I love my son Chad more. And if I had to choose between you and my son Chad, I'd choose Chad every single time. Hands down. Now before you boo me off the stage, you would choose your son over me. See, I don't quite understand it. I have a hard time getting my arms around that God that God would love me enough. He would be so interested in me that He would be willing to invest His one and only Son, that He would be willing to give up His Son for me. You see, the greatest investment that has ever been made was when God the Father invested His one and only Son into the lives of men. And let me tell you this morning that what, what God invested in man cost him dearly. Cost him dearly. See, see, God didn't look all around heaven for something that he didn't need. He, he didn't look around and say, hey, well, what is it up here I don't need? What is it up here that I don't that I don't really, really want? No, no, no. No, he didn't try and find some basement bargain, some blue light special. He didn't look in his closet for something that he could re-gift. Let's see. What is it in my closet? I could re-gift. Oh, I can place this thing in a new sack and I can put some fresh packaging around in the gift sack. Maybe I might even put a, a, a bow on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's re-gifted, but nobody's going to know. No, a thousand times no. When God looked over heaven to find a gift for man, he, after surveying all of heaven, there was absolutely nothing that he saw that could do what needed to be done. Nothing he had equaled the value of the soul of man Until, until he looked right beside him and on his right hand sat his son. His only son, Jesus. Oh, he and he alone was valuable enough to trade for the soul of man. And no doubt with tears in his eyes, this father, Jesus' daddy, uh, looked at his son and God the father said to God the son, Would you be willing to go to earth? Would you be willing to die for the sin of man? Would you be willing to do for man what man could never ever do for himself? God proved his love for man through the investment he was willing to make. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The third thing that I find in John 3.16 is that it tells us that God extended an invitation. God extended an invitation Amen. to us. The Bible says that whoever, that whoever believes in Him should not perish. Amen. See, the Bible teaches that there are only two places prepared for man after death. That after death, the soul and the spirit of man, it will either go to one of two places. It will either go to heaven or it will either go to To hell. And the Bible says that God allows man the choice of where he will spend eternity after he dies. We understand heaven, heaven is is where God is. It's it's God's headquarters. It's a place of indescribable beauty and rest and peace and and pleasure. Hell, on the other uh, hand, is a place of indescribable Torment, a place God prepared for the devil and those that would, that would follow after him. The Bible says that God has invited every single person to heaven. But it also says that only those that respond to God's invitation, only they are the ones that will go to heaven. The Bible says everyone else goes to hell. Now, this invitation comes with one requirement. And that one requirement is faith. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Faith and faith alone is the ticket that will get you into heaven. Some of you are here this morning from the outreach yesterday and you have a ticket in your hand or in your purse or in your wallet. And only if you have a ticket will you get one of these backpacks full of school supplies only if you have the ticket if you don't have the ticket you can't get the backpack or the school school supplies that is the requirement faith and faith alone is the ticket that will get you into heaven your good works will not get you into heaven who you know, or what you've done, or what you've given, none of that will get you into heaven. Amen. Faith and faith alone is the ticket that will get you into heaven. John three sixteen. whoever believes in him. Whoever what? Believe. Now, we need to understand what to believe means. See, to believe goes much further than just mental assent. To be saved requires more than just mental ascent. Yeah, yeah, I believe. No, 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 the Bible says that the demons believe and tremble. Amen. Are the demons saved? Will demons go to heaven? See, faith goes beyond mental ascent. Faith has two elements. Faith has two elements. The first element, faith believes in who he is. Faith, whoever believeth in him, faith believes in who he is or who Jesus is. True faith says that Jesus is the son of God who became the son of man. See, Jesus didn't have his beginning in Mary's womb or Bethlehem's manger. See, just as, as God the Father had no beginning and will have no end, so, so God the Son or Jesus had no beginning and he will have no end. Amen. Jesus the Son is just as much God as God the Father is God. True faith has two elements. This faith believes in who he is. And number two, it believes in what? He has done. Amen. Who He is. The Christ. The anointed one. The sent one. Yeah. Jesus the Son. The Son of God. Yeah. As much God as God. The Father is God. Is Jesus is God. Amen. And so true faith. Two elements. Believes in who He is. And it also believes in what He has done. Pastor what has He done. Everything. He has done everything. Jesus, the son of God, became Jesus, the son of man. Jesus that had all of the rights and privileges that come along with being God. Yet he laid them all down. He set them aside. He refused to use them. And instead, he took upon himself the robe of flesh and became man. And he walked in the shoes of man and he tasted every struggle and and every experience that, that is known to man. And he absolutely withheld not one single temptation or heartache or pain or trouble from himself. All of this Jesus did and never sinned. And then Jesus... The Son of God, who became the Son of Man, then Jesus, then Jesus went to the cross, and Jesus took the sin of mankind, and Jesus took the punishment for man's sin upon himself, and Jesus died on the cross as our substitute. What did Jesus do? Everything. You see, God knew that no matter what man did, he could never, ever save himself. And so God did for man what man did. Could not Amen. do. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. And he extended an invitation to man, an invitation of salvation. But this invitation came with one requirement, and that one requirement is faith. But it's not just a flippant faith, not just a mental assent kind of faith, but no, it is a faith in I believe who Jesus is, and I believe what Je- in what Jesus did. For me. The Son of God became Son of Man. Walked in man's shoes. Never sinned. Went to the cross. Took the sin of mankind upon himself. Took your sin, my sin, our sin. Became the substitute. Died for us. Bible says the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of his law. God supernaturally somehow, I don't know how he did it, but supernaturally took all of the sin of past, present and future age, somehow put it in the cup of Gethsemane and Jesus Jesus drank that cup and on the cross the Lord, God poured that cup on Jesus. Faith in who Jesus is, faith in what Jesus has done. The fourth thing and last thing that I see that John's 3.16 3.16 tells us is, it tells us that God has planned an inheritance for us. God has planned an inheritance for us. John 3.16, God so loved the world, gave His one and only Son, whoever believeth in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Here's what most people don't understand. Everlasting life begins at salvation. Right. Right. See, 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 most people who don't get saved, they don't get saved because they have wrong thinking. And their thinking goes something like this if I get saved, I'm going to have to give up my life. <laughs> if I get saved, I, I'm not going to have any more fun. If I get saved, my my life will be over. But the truth of the matter is the opposite of this is true. Because the Bible says that without Jesus, you have no life. The Bible says that sinners are just walking corpses that just don't lay down and give it up. The Bible says. Paul wrote about it in the book of Ephesians chapter number 2. Verses 1 through 6, Paul writes and he says, And you he made alive. If he made us alive, what were we? Amen. Hallelujah. Dead. <laughs> and you he made alive. Amen. Who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead, there it is again, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And He has raised us up together. And He has made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ
1: Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah.
0: See, everlasting life begins at salvation. Oh no, no, your your life is not over when you get saved, it is just now beginning. You see, God not only promises us heaven in oh, the sweet by and by, He doesn't just promise heaven to us after we die, but He also promises us abundant life in the here and the now. John 10 and 10, one of my life verses. Uh, Jesus said, I came that you might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. Have it to the full and have it until it overflows. That's the Amplified Version. I love it. See, God has planted an inheritance for us, but unlike the inheritance of man, where you have to wait for the person to die before you get it. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. I'm going to get me a new bumper sticker. I don't do bumper stickers, but I'm going to get me one put on my car. It says, I'm spending my kid's inheritance. Amen. <laughs> Actually, I promised my kids. I sat them down I promised them something one time not too long ago. Because I wanted them to know don't depend on daddy. <laughs> I told him, I said, you know your daddy's a saver and you'll probably get an inheritance. But don't count on it. <laughs> you better be ready for your own retirement or old age or whatever. Don't count on daddy. I said, I am not promising you an inheritance. I said, but I am going to make you a promise. I will never be a burden to you. I'll have enough money for me and mama until we die. Either through savings, investments, insurance, whatever. I promise you that that I'm going to take care of me and mama until we die. Nothing after that is promised. (laughs) So you better get to work. God has planned an inheritance for us. But unlike the inheritance of man, where you have to wait for the person to die before you get it, hey, hey Jesus has already died. He's already died. He died on the cross over two thousand years ago. We don't have to wait till Jesus dies and we don't have to wait till we die to get to heaven to receive an inheritance. No, we can begin to enjoy our inheritance in the here and the now. Jesus said, I came that you might have and enjoy life. Have it in abundance. Have it till it overflows. Our inheritance is everlasting life. Everlasting life begins at salvation. Now, our inheritance includes but is not limited to peace and joy and love and divine provision and divine protection and divine intervention and most of all a personal relationship with God. He wants to walk with us. He wants to talk with us. He wants to share our life with us. We get the musicians and singers back in place very quickly and very quietly this morning, please. I've been talking to you a little bit this morning about God's love for man. Now, for many of you this morning, you've heard this message a thousand times if you've been in church. Not that I've preached a thousand times, but it's just a simple gospel message. But I'm believing God's going to use this simple gospel message. See, we did an outreach yesterday, and we expect we have people here today from the outreach. We're expecting people in the second service in the outreach. And I'm believing God that God's going to touch somebody's heart, and not through my little sermon or anything, but through the, through the, through the simple message of the gospel. God chose the foolishness of preaching the gospel to save souls. And I believe that the Lord is going to do His work in this house this morning. We've been talking about God's love for man. John 3.16 tells us about God's overwhelming love for man. This one simple little verse tells us, first of all, it tells us that God is interested in us. Oh, He is so interested in us that He has made an investment in us. The investment of His one and only Son. And it tells us that God has extended an invitation to every single one of us this morning an invitation to salvation. The Bible says that God is not willing that, that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, an invitation to a personal relationship with Him. But the Bible also tells us right there in John 3:16. Oh, that God has planned an inheritance for us, everlasting life. And our inheritance begins the moment we get saved. Heaven, yes, but not just heaven. Oh, he gives us just a little bit of, little taste of heaven right here on earth. It's called abundant life, a fulfilling life, an overflowing life. Would you stand with me all across this room this morning, everyone standing? Father, I just pray today that you'll take this very, very simple gospel message today. Lord, a message that has been presented over and over and over, and all of us have heard it and heard it and heard it, but Lord, it's still good to hear and be reminded. But Lord, perhaps there's someone in this service or in the second service today, they will hear hear this pure, simple gospel message for the first time. Or Maybe first time since they were a child. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will do your work today. Father, I have done my work today in in being purposeful about today, knowing what today was about and, and being purposeful this morning, not trying to be clever or cute or anything simply relying upon the simplicity but the power of the gospel. Not the power of the presenter, but the power of of the pure gospel that has been presented today. Holy Spirit, would you talk to the heart and the life of those that are not right with you, they're not right with the Father today, they're alienated from God today, they're lost, they're sinners, they're not right with you. God, let this be the day. Oh, let this be the day when they accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Do your work, sweet Holy Spirit, I pray. In Jesus' name, as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed all across this room today, I, I, I don't know how it is with you and God this morning. I don't know what's going on in your life. I just, just don't believe today is an accident. And I just don't believe that you're just here today just by accident. and Amen. If you're here from the outreach, we're so glad you're here today, but I don't think you're just here to get a backpack and get a little bit of help, to help with your children and, and, and supplies at school. Yeah, that's, that's a blessing, and we want to be a blessing to you. We, we, that's, we do, genuinely, we want to be a blessing to you. We want to be a, a blessing to you in a, in, in a physical way, in a tangible way, by giving you some, some things that will help your kids, and we We do. We've, we've got some help to offer you today that is far, far more important than, than whatever the value is on this backpack today and the contents of it. We're here this morning to offer you everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Yes. We're here to tell you that you, you can go to heaven when you die and you can, you, you, can, you, you can have a little bit of taste of heaven along the way Amen. an abundant life. How are you going to respond to his invitation? The invitation is being given this morning. The invitation is being given this morning. How are you going to respond to the invitation of salvation? The invitation to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior or to reject him. Are you going to receive him or are you going to reject him this morning? How are you going to respond? To the invitation. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed if you are here this morning all over this room and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and Jesus said that he was the, way, the only way, the only truth, and the only life. He was the only way to the Father. That's what Jesus said. I didn't say it. That's what Jesus said. He didn't say, I'm one way. There's many ways. Take your pick. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life, and no one comes to the Father unless they come through me. can't get to the Father through some prophet, can't get to the Father through good works, can't get to the Father uh, by joining a church or giving money, or only through Jesus Christ and what He did for you yes, on the cross. Amen. Amen. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed, you're here. One more time I'm ask this morning, I'm getting right down to it now. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you're not 100% sure if you were to die today that you'd go to heaven you're not sure but you want to be sure today and to be sure is by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior by believing in who he is and what he has done for you if I've described you this morning and you want to get saved you want to give your life to Christ can you just lift your hand up real high this morning lift your hand up real high Anyone in this room? I don't know Jesus. I'm not sure of my salvation. I'm not 100% sure. If I were to die today, that I'd go to heaven. I want to be sure. I want to, I want to receive Christ today. I want, to, I want to put my faith, my trust, my confidence in who Jesus is and what He did for me. Anyone in this room? Anyone in this room? Anyone in this room? i wait one more second, just about five more seconds. One last call all over this room this morning. All right, the second question that I have this morning for you. God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son, that whoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Have you embraced the everlasting life part yet? Are you experiencing that abundant life where Jesus said in John 10 and 10, that I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly? I came that you might have and enjoy life. Have it to the full. Have it in abundance. Have it until it overflows. Are you experiencing that abundant, overflowing, joy-filled life? Do you have a a daily experience and encounter with the Lord. He didn't just save you to get you out of hell and get you into heaven, but He wants a relationship with you. He wants you to have that overflowing, abundant life. How many of you in this room this morning with every head bowed every eye closed say, Pastor, you know what? I'm saved, but I'm really not experiencing... The abundant life. And I want to experience that abundant life this morning. I want to experience that abundant life today. Can I see your hand all over the room? I need that abundant life. I need that abundant life. Amen. Wow, we've got a whole room full of perfect saints here today. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Father, I just I love you today. I, I thank you, Father. I thank you for, for the word today. God, your word, Father, thank you for it, Father. Lord, I, Lord, I know that I've, I, I preach what you want me to preach today. Yes. Thank you, Lord. God, maybe it's a second service. I, I just, I, I've asked you for ten souls. I've asked you throughout this week for ten souls. And Lord, I believe that you're going you're to give them to me today. And I believe you for it. God, I believe that there's been some seed that has been planted today. Amen. Amen. Maybe the seed did not come to harvest today, but the seed has been planted. Yes. And I believe you, Lord, that 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 seed is going to grow and will come to fruition at the appointed time. I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have a song, and then Pastor Steve's going to come. And while they're doing that, I'm going to slip back in the back to the children's church. I want to pray over our kids today. I want to pray over them as they go back to school as well. So lead us in a song, and then Pastor Steve will come.
1: Jesus at the center of it all You're the center. It's all Every tongue shall confess you, Jesus, Jesus.
2: Amen. Well, in just a minute, we are going to be giving away backpacks this morning. We're so excited about having the opportunity to do that. Before that, I have two $50 gift cards to Walmart and to give away, and we're going to do a little drawing, um, and so Susie, could you pick a name for me here, and uh, it hasn't been rigged in any way. Why don't you read the name for us? Oh my goodness. Safiya. You say that? Safiya Numar? Is there a Safiya Numar here? All right, why don't you come up? You just want a $50 Walmart gift card. Right. There you go. Oh, yeah. Let's draw one more name here. if you can help me again. Katrina Co- Connor. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. If you have a ticket, I'm going to dismiss in just a second. You come up with your ticket, and the amount of tickets you have, that's the amount of backpacks we will uh, give you. We can't give you extra ones because we have another service as well, and we're going to have a lot of people come to that service. So um, as soon as I dismiss, you come forward, and we'll uh, give you uh, your backpacks. Father, we just thank you for today's service. Lord, we just thank you for all of the seeds that have been planted, Father. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we pray blessing over all of our people. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, if you need a backpack, you can come forward. Everybody else is dismissed.